The presence of God is among us. The Spirit of Jesus lives through us. The breath of God breathes through us, and our lives reflect the love of God. Amen. Amen. Welcome to our Martin Luther King Jr. celebration. We delight in being together at the beginning of the spring semester. God of justice, whenever we settle for the way things are instead of the way you would have them to be, forgive us. Whenever we are paralyzed by fear or limited in vision, increase our trust in you. Whenever we offer charity but fail to work for justice, show us the more excellent way that your love requires. Whenever we tire of the struggle and tomorrow feels overwhelming, restore our hope. Whenever we forget those who have gone before us or act as if, as if we are the first to follow in the way, allow us to recognize our arrogance. May the witness of Martin Luther King Jr. encourage us to be dreams for Jesus' sake. Amen. If by reflection, analysis, and prayer we are freed to acknowledge the wrongs around us, the pain among us, the sin within us, and the work before us, God's mission of peace with justice is being revealed in our midst. Always remember and never forget, your burden has been lifted. The liberating love of God is at work within you. Amen. The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in the moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. Life's most urgent question is, what are you doing for others? The time is always right to do what is right. Faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. Our lives begin to end the day become, we become silent about things that matter. Let no man pull you low enough to hate him. A reading from Romans, the 12th chapter, beginning with the first verse. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercy of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of yourself more mightily or more highly than you ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith as God has assigned you. For as in one body we are all members, not all the members have the same function. So we, who are many, are one body in Christ, and individually are members of one of another. We have gifts that differ accordingly to the grace given to us, Prophecy in proportion to faith. Ministry in ministering. The teaching, the teacher in teaching. 
the exhorter in exhortation, the giver in generosity, the leader in diligence, the compassionate with cheerfulness. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. But do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Extend hospitality to strangers. Bless those who persecute you. Bless, do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take the thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge ourselves. But leave room for the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. No. If your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals on their heads. Do not be overcome by evil, but rather overcome evil with good. The word of the Lord. God's grace and God's peace be with you all. There have been moments in the course of American history that have been, how they appear to have been scripted for that place at that time for that very moment. As if by divine intent, this would be a moment that would change the course of human history. 1963 was a momentous year for Martin Luther King Jr., who wrote the letter from the Birmingham jail arguing that it was his moral responsibility perhaps even his Christian responsibility to disobey unjust laws. In August of that year, he shared with the world the essence of his dream life. At the Lincoln Memorial during the March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom, he was not the only speaker on the dais that day. It was estimated that there were 250,000 marchers, first-hand hearers of his dream, and then millions more all around the world would hear through radio and television. It fell to Dr. King to stand straight in the face of complicated choices to not be swayed by kitchen table politics or the anger of a population unwilling to yield to its future. 
It is undoubtedly one of the most renowned speeches ever made, especially when people talk about freedom, civility, and grace. While it is fair to say that we have seen snippets or photos from that occasion at the Lincoln Memorial, few of us have watched this impressive preacher work both his craft and his core passion in the public eye. We could have asked several from this CLU community to reflect on his style of rhetoric, or his place in history, or the social upheavals of the 1960s. And while all of those things would have been beneficial for us as a community, how much better would it be to just sit and listen and see Martin Luther King Jr. at work and then ponder the weight of his perspective as he turned the steps of the Lincoln Memorial into a pulpit? I invite you at this moment to be one of those 250,000 at the Lincoln Memorial who stood witness to a change in American history. So even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day down in Alabama with its vicious racist, with its governor having his lips dripping with the words of interposition and nullification, one day right there in Alabama, little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today.
have a dream that one day every valley shall be exalted. And every hill and mountain shall be made low. The rough places will be made plain. And the crooked places will be made straight. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And all flesh shall see it together. This is our hope. This is the faith that I go back to the South with. With this faith, we will be able to hew out of the mountain of despair a stone of hope. With this faith, we will be able to transform the jangling discords of our nation into a beautiful symphony of brotherhood. With this faith, we will be able to work together, to pray together, to struggle together, to go to jail together, to stand up for freedom together, knowing that we will be free one day. This will be the day, this will be the day when all of God's children be able to sing with new meaning, my country tears of thee. Sweet land of liberty of thee I sing. Land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrim's pride. From every mountainside, let freedom ring. And if America is to be a great nation, this must become true. And so let freedom ring. From the prodigious hilltops of New Hampshire, let freedom ring. From the mighty mountains of New York, let freedom ring from the heightening Alleghenies of Pennsylvania. Let freedom ring from the snow-capped Rockies of Colorado. Let freedom ring from the curvaceous slopes of California. But not only that, let freedom ring from Stone Mountain of Georgia. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain of Tennessee. Let freedom ring from every hill and mole hill of Mississippi, from every mountainside. Let freedom ring, and when this happens, and when we allow freedom ring, when we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, 